Hey friends and welcome to the Her Armory podcast. My name is Jem and I'm so happy that you are here. Whether you're in the car on the way to work or just sitting down with a cup of coffee, know that you are among friends, women that are learning to trust and leaning into hope as we deal with the real and the raw of pursuing a life of purpose. looking at how to be armed with wisdom and we've been sticking closely to the proverbs and in our podcast series for this month I really wanted to talk to two women who really offer me that wisdom in my life the two women who I go to when I'm needing answers or I'm needing help or I'm needing guidance and wisdom from people that have already been there before they've walked in the season that I'm currently walking through and one of the most pivotal women obviously in my life who's played this role has been my mum and so I couldn't not have mum as a guest on this podcast so that we can all glean the wisdom that she has to offer which is bucket loads. Um, My mum has been a pastor's wife, um, a nurse, a midwife, an incredible mum and she's a woman who I have always known to be in the word, to be a praying mother She's prayed for her kids every single day. She's gone to the word for answers for her kids. And you really see her personal relationship with Jesus. And I can say that I've seen that as I've grown up. And it's a blessing. It's a huge blessing to have a mum like that. So today we're going to talk to her. We're going to ask her about her favorite proverb and just ring out any gold that she is so kind to offer to us. So I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. I know it's a really special one to me being my mum. So thanks mum for coming on the Her Armory podcast, agreeing to be a guest. You're fine, you're welcome. (laughs) It's a bit out of your comfort zone, I know. Totally. totally. Yes, no, but you'll be great. So this month we've been in, of January, we've been spending in a series called Armed With Wisdom. And so everything we're looking at is in Proverbs. And I've asked you to sort of go away and have a look at what your favorite proverb is. Right. And um, share a bit of that with us. So we'll get into okay. that. But first, let's hear a little bit more about you. Okay, so mum, give us a bit of a bit of history about, you know, a brief history. Like I know you grew up on a farm, you know, I know you were a midwife. Um, so yeah, what's a bit of your background? A bit of my background. Um, I'm a South Aussie. Um, grew up on the Eyre Peninsula. My hometown was Cow. My farming community was Elbow Hill. Um, yeah, went to school for year 10, started nursing, two years at my hometown, two years at the Royal Adelaide. Went back home again and then I came to Brisbane to do my midi. Yeah. But the intention was to go back home. Yeah. And I was booked into the Adelaide Bible Institute. Okay. Because all my friends went there. Yeah. Um, but that didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> so um, just to cut a long story short, I think that was 1975, I came up here, came up to Brizzy, um, did my midi, had six months of a different kind of nursing. It was known as the Spastic Centre then. Um, and then I went to Bible College just, yeah. just for the 12 months. Yeah. And that's when I met Dad. And the rest is history. Yeah. And so you were a pastor's wife, an evangelist's wife? Yeah. Um, I guess somewhere in the background, 
um, I had an auntie and uncle who I spent a lot of time with in their ministry. And it was something I thought, oh, I could do that. I could be like my auntie Nita because she was just a lovely example. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, so when I met Dad and he had his aspirations and we sort of sought, you know, the law together, we just flowed into it. Yeah. So, yeah, being a pastor's wife, um, I worked at Sunnybank Private Hospital when I after you were born. Yeah. And so I sort of was able to do a bit of MIDI and do general nursing. So I had that time there. Um, yeah, and then that that was only for about two years, I think. Um, yeah, so it was just basically supporting Dad in his ministry and just being involved in church life. Yeah, and four yeah. kids on top of and that. And four kids on top of that. Um, uh, different health issues throughout, you know, yeah. Tim, um, Tim with his asthma. Um, yeah, and... Yeah, Priscilla, Tim, Naomi, and then you. Yes. And you popped along. That's a whole different story again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so why don't you tell us what your favourite okay. proverb is? All right, my favourite proverb is based in Chapter 3. Um, and it's just a couple of verses where it says about trusting in the Lord with all your heart and not to rely on your own understanding in all your ways. Know him and he will make your path straight. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. And I think that the Proverbs, that chapter goes on. It, I struggled with Proverbs for a long, long time. I couldn't get the gist of it. Mm. I couldn't get the flow of it. And I was sort of treating it like a... Um, it's not a, it's not a do-it-yourself do um, success kit. Yeah. It is a guide to, to living and to being. And you can't be in Proverbs and expect to get the blessing from Proverbs until you are a believer, mm. because this is foreign to those who don't know the Lord. Yeah. Um, so it took me a long time to, to sort of really get the grip of it. But it's just simply about trusting the Lord. It's about finding happiness, mm. seeking wisdom, and treating others fairly. Yeah. So that's basically it. And what this particular verse, like five to seven, Okay. What, what does that mean to you? It's about trusting the Lord, getting wisdom and understanding, and the do's and don'ts of treating others fairly. Yeah. And what I determine in my heart is how I'm going to be. Yeah. And unless I am diligently in the Lord and practising my faith, practising reading God's word, practising praying, practising resting, you know... Um, my life's going to project what I put in it, what I put in here, and how I behave, yeah. and to be a blessing to those around us. So the scripture, it just it's in every aspect of my life. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, what's like a time in your life? This particular scripture. Right. Can you tell us a bit about a time in your life where it's sort of been a lifeline, or it's really gotten okay. you through a tough time? All right. Um, again, I've got to go back to how Jesus lived his life when he was in ministry. He was in a really um, awful time. Like there was people hated him. There was death. There was disease. There was illness. There was rejection. There was the, the Christian, uh, the Jewish leaders. Yeah. And, and, and in this aspect here, just about everybody, everything we read in there in the New Testament in his times, he healed. Mm. The woman touched his garment, he healed. And so last year, uh, no, two years ago, I had a 
what I call now a brush with breast cancer. Yeah. Um, and you, the, your life just passes before you. You just think, oh, where, where's it going to go? I've, I've had some lovely friends and beautiful friends who've, who've survived. I've had beautiful friends who haven't. Yeah. Um, and your whole life just passes before you. But you go back to this verse where it says, trusting in the Lord. And it's more so in dark times. And it's like abandoning yourself to God. You yeah. just, you've got nothing else you can do. The night time's the worst. And you just find, finding yourself, you cling to these verses. And you, you just abandon yourself to him. Um, so you don't forget his teaching. You don't forget his promises. And you pray and you trust. And in it, you relax. Yeah. And you believe that God's got whatever the path is. He's got it for you. He's yeah. got hold of it. He'll make those paths straight, yeah. as it says. Yeah. And I guess our, that's sometimes where our perspective and his eternal perspective can yeah. differ. Yeah. Because what do these straight paths look like? Yeah. yeah. And him paving the way for us or taking us into that next yeah. stage of life or yeah. the next thing that he has for us. Yeah. We might imagine in our life it's going to look one way. Yeah. No. But it looks different and trusting that process yeah. to Look, him. you know, when, when Moses extended the stick and part of the waters god doesn't take us out of the problem mm. he's with us and he'll take us through yeah. through whatever waters we go through in life mm. and the secret is is having that peace yeah. knowing that you're going to come through it yeah. <laughs> whichever way god plans it do you think that that peace that you just you mentioned there yeah. is that something in your life you feel like it's something you've been able to attain in like tumultuous times yes yes um you know in different times of life you go through different experiences you know you're a single girl um, relationships you get married you have children and then other stuff comes in you think oh is this what life's all about maybe the greenest grass is greener on the other side um but you always go back to the fact that you've got to be um You've got to find that wisdom. You've got to stay, stay in that wisdom, stay in that understanding, stay what you know the Lord is, is teaching you. And you can only, and you just got to keep, you've got to keep on being in, yeah. in Christ, in the word, in fellowship yeah. um, with believers. And peace comes there. I can't do it alone. Yeah. You know, we can't do it alone. He is our yoke and he is one side and we're on the other side. And however we walk, we trip, we fall. Yeah. And he, it, the fall is half because he's on the other side. Yeah, we just gotta hang on to that. Yeah, I guess something growing up, I've always seen you, whether it was a bedroom or a study, I've always seen a Bible that you know you're going through every day, and there was yeah. notes, and there was yeah. little yeah. like so. I, I know for myself, I've I've watched that in you. I've known yeah. that you have always been in the Word, yeah. and I know that you've always prayed. Yeah. Um, and those two things. I'm ad-libbing a little bit here, yeah. but you're doing great, Mum, so Pray. keep going. <laughs> Prayer and reading the Bible, I think. Yeah. You've you've said, you've been speaking to us and saying those are two things. Throughout yeah. all of this, you've got to keep doing, yeah. you've got to keep doing. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe in our generation, it's getting harder to do those things, whether it be time or attention span. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have any encouragement for us as to keep pushing in those areas? Okay, um, encouragement, <laughs> not one of my giftings. All I have to say is um, you just got to remember 
that you've taken the Lord as your saviour, you're a Christian, and you just don't give up. You just don't put him aside. You don't live one life and try to live another life. You've got to choose every day. And I think just the encouragement is to know that God is with us and he's, and we've got to believe that Jesus is his son. There's no other way. And so you've just got to completely trust. You've got to completely, um, you've got to find him. Yeah, and that's how you find yeah, him. Yeah, that's how I find him. Yeah. 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 And when in your times when you're reading and you're praying, are there times where it feels like it's a bit dry and then other times oh, where you yes. feel it speak to you? Oh, yes. You, you know, especially since... Um, in the last, say, five or six years, you're just in the wilderness, you know, and, and loneliness comes in. I mean, you've got your hubby there, but you, you sort of cut yourself off from friendships and stuff. But but then you've got to just say, stop, you know, um, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. And if I do feel physically that I need to do something, well, I'll just go, I'll just get in the car and go. Either go for a drive to Tenderfield or I'll go and bring up your kids and say, do you, you know, can I come? Or, yeah. yeah, you just, you do. You just don't sit there and wallow in it. You just get up and do it. Yeah, okay. That's awesome, Mum. Thank you for sharing that. I just might take you back for a second. You, It's something you've just said. You spoke about, you know, being in the wilderness in these last five or six years or so. And you mentioned the term wilderness. Can you share a bit about that with us? This is something I've noticed a long time ago, um, but it didn't come to the forefront until Dad and I semi-retired. And, you know, life is, my life is about being in the Lord and being in the kingdom and, yeah, and just being who God's called me to be. But I started to notice as time goes by, at Easter and Christmas, mm. I started to feel emotional um, like an emotional cloud over me. I couldn't sing the hymns. I couldn't sing the choruses. I'd cry. Yeah. And then um, I think because in the past I was so busy with ministering with Dad, bringing up kids, lots of friends around, yeah. and then all of a sudden that all stopped. And so all these other things came into being. And I'd start thinking about my home, my my farm life, my friends, my yeah. family, my old church, and all the and all these old hymns and. Easter songs and Christmas songs, and I just thought, oh, I just can't, I can't rejoice, I can't be glad, yeah. I can't think ahead, I can't think kingdom, I can't think of heaven. It just started to turn inwards. Yeah. So I just, I think someone said there's a syndrome out there to do with um, major events yeah. and how you react to them. Yeah. So um, I just want to withdraw and not celebrate Christmas, and mm. I just want to withdraw and not be there for Easter. But it's very, um, that's a very inward thing. Yeah. And maybe like after kids were raised and you had less things filling your space, it actually gave you the time to reflect and think about things that you didn't have the time to exactly. think about. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's lots of people out there that can yeah. relate to that. Yeah. And just having had Christmas. Yes. Did you have a good Christmas? I, look, we had, I think we had the best Christmas. So I guess this leads us to our last question. A bit about New Year's resolutions um, and maybe what do you think? Like, yeah, what do you think about New Year's resolutions? Okay. All right. I have to go back to the question that you asked. Mm-hmm. Do I believe in New Year's yeah. resolutions? And I have to say no. That's great. <laughs> um, to, to answer exactly. Do I think about it? Yes, as yeah. I'm a human. Yeah. Um, um, 
the resolve tense, you know, you, you, you make, because I've made resolutions in the past, but what happens, they fizzle out. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and then you think, oh, it's not all about myself. Um, again, I can't do it alone because you've got these desires. So, okay, just practical things like music, cooking better. Um, what's the other things I had? Oh, my devotions. I love crochet, you know, um, your health, exercise, relationships, devotion. And it all depends on the day and how you feel and what, yeah. what impacts your life. And it just all, you can just go by the board. And so you trip up and you tend to fail. So, um, but you've got to make it, if you're going to do a resolution of any kind, you've got to make a, a determined effort to make that decision. And you've got to determine in your heart to do it. Yeah. Um, but you can fail. And I don't want to. I don't want to wait till next year's New Year's to make a new resolution. Yeah. It's another day. Yeah. It's every day I make a new resolution, maybe. Yeah. And um, so. Yeah. So again, I've got to remember that I am his. I'm his child, and I can't do it alone. Um, and we're gonna trip. So yeah. I think the essence is I don't want to wait till next year to make to determine and make myself better. Because um, you, you're going to trip and fall, but you, the, the day is new. Every morning is new. And, yeah, yeah. strength comes in that. Yeah. But no, I don't believe it. Yeah. No, that's, I think that is more common than not. And I think yeah. we're learning. I think people yeah. are learning that. Yeah. A New Year's resolution, like you said, you think about it. I think about it as well. Yeah. Yeah. But I have to, after some years of knowing myself, yeah. like I'm not going to write a list of 20 things that I'm determined to change about myself in one day because you know you're setting yourself up for failure yeah. but I like how you said it's every day yeah. and you, you don't have to wait till next year to change what you think needs changing today exactly. yeah um one thing that I say in this topic of wisdom is that something that I remember from my childhood that you I've always known them because you've always said it was that wisdom was free so there's often we pray these things and we ask for things yeah. and I feel like wisdom is one of the ones that's always a yes. Yeah. So when we ask God for wisdom, yeah. you know, it says that he will give it to yes. us. Do you, yeah. do you remember telling us kids that? It's a lot of things I don't remember, Jim, but I can imagine me saying it because it's still in, it's still in me now. And um, I think my mum instilled a lot of words of how to pray as we were growing up. And... Um, what is there? Wisdom, discernment, happiness. These are gifts that are there for us to take hold of. Yeah. We don't have to work at them. Yeah. We just have to just have to ask and it's there and he will give it to us. Yeah. Um, I wish I could have some, you know, awesome thing to say, but it is <laughs> that it's is some, awesome. But that the thing is that he's done it before us and he's gone before us. And the fact that he is wisdom, yeah, you know, he is all these things, yeah. and so um, because I know you value wisdom, because yeah. in in part in past times when I've come to you and I, there's been something gone wrong or something yeah. I'm worried about, and yeah. the first thing that you always say is we need wisdom, yeah. we need wisdom, we have yeah. to ask for wisdom. wisdom. Yeah. So this has been a pillar that you've yeah. sort of yeah. built your life upon. Yeah. Wisdom and discernment, yeah. you know, being able to discern a situation, being able to read a situation being able to have an answer for a situation it doesn't always come but um but it's there it's there for the asking yeah well that's awesome and thank you for being 
<laughs> Somewhat of a guinea pig in one guinea of the pig. first yeah. episodes. It's cool. Like I said, I know it's very out of your comfort zone. Yeah. but I And you're going to say, oh, I don't have much to offer and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But that's not true because, yeah. you know, and I know all four kids, all four of your kids yeah. would tell you that that's not true and that we can all recall the times yeah. that you've encouraged us in our life yeah. and yeah. the fact that we always know you've prayed. We always know you've prayed for us. Yeah. And you've gone to the Bible to look for answers for us. Yeah. So now some other people can benefit from that gold yeah. as well. So yeah. thank you for being with us. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Her Armory podcast. To keep up to date with all things Her Armory, follow us on Instagram, H-E-R underscore A-R-M-O-U-R-Y. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast too. Hey friends and welcome to the Her Armory podcast. My name is Jem and I'm so happy that you are here. Whether you're in the car on the way to work or just sitting down with a cup of coffee, know that you are among friends, women that are learning to trust and leaning into hope as we deal with the real and the raw of pursuing a life of purpose.